my name is Trent Reinsmith. It is September 10th, and it's time for another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA Podcast. Today's topic is Dustin Poirier stands his ground and walks away from the Tony Ferguson matchup. Good for Poirier, and hopefully more fighters follow his lead. Don't do the UFC any favors, as Austin Sterling learned. Ed Herman has gone through three fight camps in 2020 and has not been paid once. Come on now, UFC. Got to do better than that. And closing it out, Angela Hill speaks up and the clowns show up in full force. News today is that Dustin Poirier and Tony Ferguson are not going to be fighting. And I think I'm okay with this only because of the reason they're not going to be fighting. And that's because... Poirier could not come to an agreement with the UFC as to what he should be paid and so he walked away from the from the deal and from what I'm under that's my understanding and I'm fine with that and I wish more fighters would do that because Poirier figured what he was worth and I'm gonna assume asked for what he thought he was worth and the UFC didn't agree with it and that's fine as well and so Poirier stood his ground didn't cave didn't break and walked away from the deal which means either they replace him against Tony Ferguson and odds are it will be a weaker fight and then they'll also have an issue with the the planned replacement situation if someone falls out of the main event between Gaethje and Nurmagomedov because Ferguson was repo- supposed to replace one and Poirier was going to replace the other if they did not make it to fight night and so now they got a, a double problem on their hands who do they match up against Ferguson is the main problem and then the secondary problem is what do they do about the situation if one of the guys does not make it to the main event so I will 100% support Dustin Poirier and making his decision to walk away from the deal. And I'm going to be very, very interested to see what Dana White does about this. Because I think the the last time something like this happened, he ended up burying or trying to bury John Jones. And which you can badmouth John Jones if you're Dana White because, you know, there's been all the uh, issues related to his arrests and just he's not someone who keeps himself out of trouble let's just say that Poye on the on the other hand is someone who who does keep himself out of trouble you don't read about him in police blotter you don't see him getting arrested you don't see him getting in car accidents and fleeing the scene you see him fighting and then auctioning off his fight gear and the fight gear of fellow fighters for charity. That's what you see Dustin Poirier doing. So he has a worth to the UFC and he knows what that worth is. The UFC disagrees. Fine. But don't don't try and badmouth someone like Dustin Poirier who has been the good employee, sorry, the good independent contractor for a long time and has headlined events and he's just been pretty much a rock for the UFC and someone that the UFC could point to with pride and say that guy 
as a, a UFC fighter. So don't don't try and bury him. The best bet, if, if White is going to do anything with Poirier walking away from this, just say couldn't come to terms on a deal because that's what it is. Don't try and say that Dustin Poirier asked for such and such money like you did with John Jones because it's a bad look. It's a petty look, and many, many fans are going to side with Dustin Poirier on this one. John Jones, not so much. Dustin Poirier, I think, has a a stronger backup plan there to, to speak on how he was not given the uh, the proper respect as far as what he is worth to the company. So, yeah, Dustin Poirier should get what he is worth. And we all know no fighter in the UFC gets what they're worth, but you got to ask for it. And if the UFC doesn't come up with that, well, and you have the ability to and the means to walk away and negotiate for the next time. And uh, I have nothing but praise for, for Dustin Poirier for, for sticking to his guns. And I, like I said, I wish more and more fighters would do it. So I'm going to read this one. So bear with me. But it, it's kind of a continuation from what I discussed yesterday with uh, Nate Quarry when he said never do a favor for the UFC because it's a one-way street. And here's an example of that one-way street. So Austin Springer went to Instagram and said, Yesterday I was informed that the UFC has decided to fire me. They were pissed that I missed weight and decided rather than give me another opportunity, they're releasing me from my contract. That hurts. On my way to the airport, I told my sons that the only slash last promotion I would ever fight in was the UFC. It's been an incredible journey. It's been an amazing experience. For 15 years, my goal was to compete in the UFC, and I achieved that. For years, I felt like a runner-up, so to speak. I got a Bellator fight. I won, and they didn't offer me a contract. I got on the Ultimate Fighter. Then didn't win the fight to actually fight in the UFC. I got two weeks notice to fight on Dana White Contender Series and won and didn't get a contract. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride is what I started to feel like. That had happened. I fought in the UFC. Dang, it felt good. Was it ideal? No, it was incredible though. So, and then he just continues on for quite a while here with other thanking folks and whatnot. But, so yeah, here's the situation. Don't do the UFC a favor because as, as Austin Springer learned, it's a one-way street. Now, if you think it's the only way you're going to get into the UFC, here's a here's a warning. Make sure that you are going to make the weight. And if you're not, turn the fight down. But try and explain to the UFC, hey, this is why I can't take this fight. And maybe you get another chance. Who knows? I would think it's better and wiser to turn a fight down and just try and keep your name in the mix with the UFC and tell them the reason than to accept the fight and have them turn on you like this because you missed weight. And now I know everyone says that you have to take the opportunity when you can to fight in the UFC, but if the opportunity is this and you know you can't make the weight or there's an issue that you can't you foresee that you might not be able to make the weight, don't take the fight. Don't take the fight. It's like here, the odds are good it's going to bite you in the ass, especially with how many fighters the UFC is signing from the uh, the contender series. They have the roster, so just try and say, try and think of it longer term. If you, if you can't make it, wait, odds are this is going to happen. So turn it down, 
and look forward to a, a better situation to get yourself in the UFC because your one opportunity might be your only opportunity if you fail to make weight. So just it's a big picture, and it all boils down to the UFC thinks the UFC wants you to do it a favor, but it's not going to reciprocate that. It's not. Here's an example. So heed the example. I think there are some folks who believe that when the UFC scratches a fight or a fight gets canceled for some reason, say COVID-19 or it gets moved or it gets scratched because of a global pandemic, that fighters are paid for that or at least paid their show money or a partial amount of their show money. But the fact is the UFC picks and chooses what cards and who to pay depending on the situation. So if a whole fight card gets canceled, the UFC probably or might not pay all those folks or they might not pay them their show money, which I think happened where everybody got like 12 grand or something. They got far less than what they would have gotten their show money, at least some of them. And so Ed Herman, who has been with the UFC since 2006, has had two fights scratched and he hasn't fought this year yet and he's supposed to fight on Saturday so he's gone through this will be his third camp and he has not been paid for well for any of them at this point so if his fight gets scratched again on Saturday that's three fight camps in 2020 and three days that he went home without a paycheck which is kind of slimy and kind of gross because like I've said many times before that money is already budgeted and spent so it should go to the fighters who have gone through the camp because they paid for the camp and how they pay the folks that they owe money from that camp is from their fight purse no fight purse now you gotta write a check you might not have money that's no concern for the UFC, I'm sure, because these guys are independent contractors and in the big picture, as we can see here from a, a situation like Herman's, the UFC gives zero shits about its fighters. And here's Herman's quote, 2020 has been pretty fucked, man. I've had three full fight camps and I haven't fought yet. I fight Saturday. Great. That's one fight. But I had three full fight camps with not making any money and not getting to fight. I'm in the best shape of my life almost. I feel like so. That's cool. But at the same time, nobody likes working half a year and not getting paid. So it's been a little rough financially in that sense. See, that's the thing. I don't know why the UFC doesn't pay these people. It's not Ed Herman's fault in any of these, these situations this year that he did not get to fight. The first one was for a card that got canceled because of COVID-19 and that's not his fault. The next one was when his opponent tested positive for COVID-19 on fight day and we're always led to believe that if you weigh in you're going to get at least your show money. Well Herman said that didn't happen and so now we're in September and Ed Herman is scheduled for his third fight in 2020 and if something weird happens again, Ed Herman's not going to get paid again. At the very least, at the very least, if a fighter makes weight 
and his fight gets canceled or her fight gets canceled after that they should make their show money i feel that they should make their show and win because that's already been budgeted but at least their show obviously the ufc feels differently because why treat an independent contractor well when you don't have to so for all the folks who think that the ufc is this awesome organization ed herman will will prove that you are incorrect in that assumption angela hill did an interview with espn that's a pretty good interview and she talked about some of the things she's been through since coming to mma and some of the racial issues she's dealt with both in her life and in mma and of course that brings out the stick sports crowd and the video at this point has just refreshing it here 523 likes and 1000 dislikes and it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out why that ratio is the way it is because if you go down into the comments and i would encourage you to go into the comments mostly i'd say don't read the comments because they're the comments but i would encourage you to go down into the comments for this one be for a specific reason and you can see that there's a ton of call it what it is racist and stupid comments and ignorant comments and just a cesspool and the funny thing about this the racist stuff that's going on in the comments is that the majority of these people are hiding behind blank avatars or colored avatars with their with the initial in it and fake names because why why own your racism why own your prejudices it's much easier to hide behind a, a fake avatar and a fake name and spout bullshit which I say, if you don't have the courage of your convictions, then don't don't say anything because own it. If you're a racist and you want to be a racist and you want to show your ass here in these comments, own it. If not, then shut up. Don't say anything because it's a cowardly thing to do this. It's cowardly to spout a bunch of bullshit and not have the guts to own it. I'd at least have some respect for the person who would own that, but I'm not seeing anyone in here that's doing so. And here's the thing, besides the, the cowardly way of going about all this, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, Angela Hill, you stick to sports. I don't want to hear about your, uh, I don't want to hear about Black Lives Matter. I don't want to hear that you're going to if you, if you beat Michelle Waterson, I don't want to hear that you're going to say you won for the, the folks who have been victims of police brutality or police killings. I don't want to hear that. But, but it's okay for Donald Trump to show up at a UFC event. It's okay for Clay Guida to call out Obama when Obama was president. It's okay for Colby Covington to do his his shtick, his racist shtick. It's okay for Bryce Mitchell to say he's going to whoop some politicians for Donald Trump and on and on, but it's not okay for Angela Hill to, to, to speak up when she's on the other side of that. Can't have it both ways. Either it's always stick to sports or it's always you can say what you want and support what you want. Which one is it? Which one do you like? 
I'm on the side where it's say what you want. And if I don't like it, I don't like it. And if I like it, I like it. I'll live with it. Many people in the world, everyone's got a different opinion. If I want to engage that opinion, I will. If I don't, I won't. Everyone has a right to say what they want or no one has a right to say what they want. You can't pick a side here. It's either all in or all out. And I think both sides of this are guilty to some respects. But I don't care either way. Say what you want. I don't care. It's not going to bother me. What bothers me is the cowardly aspect of this. Not owning what you believe. Or even worse than not owning what you believe is just saying shit to poke at something. That's even sadder. And uh, speaking up on one side but not the other. Stick to sports. Angela Hill, Dana White, you're cool. You're cool. You spoke up for Trump. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. So make up your mind what you want to do there and stick to it. But don't don't play one side against the other because that's just asinine. And so we'll see what happens tomorrow. And yeah, if uh, some so these MMA fans that are commenting, if they wanted to make themselves look foolish, they accomplished that. If they wanted to paint the MMA world with a with a brush that a lot of the fans are racist, and you know that was always the stereotype. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. Mission accomplished. And on that note, it's a wrap for this week. I will be back on Sunday night. And until then, keep an eye on the YouTube page. Just search for Trent Reinsmith on YouTube. I'll have some stuff coming up there over the weekend. So keep an eye there. If you head over there, subscribe. That'll help me out. And until then, or until next week, stay safe. Stay safe.